second reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, beginning at the 23rd verse. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the cornfields. And as, as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some ears of corn. The Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for people, not people for the Sabbath. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I was standing out on my balcony the other day when I was thinking about the sermon today and I was looking at my six window boxes. Last year, they were full of geraniums and they continued to um, flower almost into December. But then we took the plants out and left the window boxes empty. The soil had exhausted itself, feeding and nourishing the geraniums and it needed to have a rest. All through the winter it lay fallow, watered by the rain and recovering its strength. Now with a little bit of top dressing and a little bit of feeding, the soil in the boxes is ready to receive the new season's young plants. My window boxes have had a Sabbath rest and that's what we're thinking about today. Sabbath is a principle that's built into creation, the whole of creation. <coughs> you know that. In winter, the plants, plant life shuts down. The earth regenerates itself so that new life can break forth in spring. And the principle is also intended by God to operate in the lives of men and women. In our reading from Deuteronomy, we hear how God commanded people to observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy. For six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath for the Lord your God. On that day you are not to do any work, nor should your children or your servants, if you have any, uh, nor any strangers living in your midst. 
even the animals should have a day off. And later on, God stipulates that the land also must have a Sabbath rest every seven years. The Sabbath day was to be a day of rest for everyone, dedicated to God and a day of joy. This principle is grounded in the nature of God himself. In Genesis uh, chapter 2, we read, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had been doing. For Jewish people, the Sabbath is, of course, Saturday. And throughout Jewish history, they have debated the question of what actually is work. What is it we should not do on the Sabbath? And the result has been a very strict code of Sabbath observance. For Orthodox Jews, traveling more than a certain distance from your house is thought of as work. Cooking is work. Once when I was traveling with a group in Israel, we had a Jewish lady guide who was a real expert on the um, Old Testament sites that she was showing us, very, very brilliant. But we had to be in Jerusalem where she lived on Friday afternoon so that she could cook for her family for the next day because she could not cook on the Sabbath. And of course, on the following day, which was the Sabbath, we went nowhere. We can't go into all the intricacies of um, Jewish Sabbath keeping, but the same kind of strict observance mentality used to apply to the Christian Sabbath, which of course for us is Sunday. In my childhood, all places of entertainment were closed on Sunday, uh, and as were all shops, nothing was open. Indeed, Shops being closed on Sunday was the case until fairly recently in England. We were not allowed to do frivolous things like playing cards or amateur dramatics or charades or anything like that. We were expected to go to church at least once, if not twice. And at church, women had absolutely to wear hats And in contrast, men had absolutely to take their hats off, both as a mark of reverence. Well, Sunday was supposed to be a day devoted to God rather than to secular pursuits. For many, it just became, in the end, a day of restrictions and boredom rather than a day of joy. And today, many non-churchgoers have largely given up any Sunday observance at all. Shops are open, cinemas and theatres are open, 
Football practice is nearly always on a Sunday morning, as are many orchestra and choir rehearsals. Well, most people have just stopped keeping the Sabbath holy. So we ask ourselves, what did Jesus have to say about the Sabbath? Jesus certainly kept the Sabbath. He would always have gone to synagogue on the Sabbath. But he, it seems he did not keep it so rigidly that it, it prevented him from doing other things which were necessary or which were worthwhile. One time in the synagogue, he healed a man with a shriveled hand. The, the Pharisees who were watching him critically for them, this was a reprehensible breach of the Sabbath. They challenged him. But Jesus challenged them, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil? To save life or to kill? And on another occasion, he asked them, if your ox falls into the well on the Sabbath day, would you not go and pull it out? Because he knew that they would. On yet another occasion, which uh, we read in the gospel readings, reading today, <clears throat> Jesus and his disciples were walking through a cornfield on the Sabbath. And as they walked along, they picked some ears of corn. The Pharisees said to Jesus, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus retorted by giving a... <coughs> <clears throat> an example from the Old Testament of David and his men doing something similar and concluded by saying the Sabbath was made for people, not people for the Sabbath. In other words, the Sabbath is for our benefit, not for our restriction. The point of Sabbath is that we should have time for rest and recuperation. So how can we keep the Sabbath today? <coughs> in many ways, I think it was easier to keep the Sabbath in the old times when everyone was following the same rules. But that is not the case today. Many people work on Sunday. And some people have to, like train drivers and bus conductors and ambulance crews. Many people go shopping on Sunday because in their t busy week, that's the best time to do it. So in today's society, it has become our own responsibility to create a Sabbath rest rather than having it imposed externally by some set of rules or laws. <coughs> but the principle remains just as vital as always. Perhaps it's even more important now than ever because so many people lead pressurized lives, working long hours, rushing to fit everything in, the job, the commute, managing families, 
and childcare, doing the shopping, trying to keep fit at the gym as well. People are often rushing from one thing to another. And it's very difficult, therefore, to find a time in which we might have a Sabbath rest. We're in danger of running ourselves into the ground, and this can be a particular challenge for the clergy, particularly vicars, who often work exceptionally hard, responding to many calls on their time, and even not even getting Sunday off. Most of us get Sunday off, but not vicars. If you were at Andy's uh, installation, you may remember the church warden from his previous parish exhorting us to not let him work too hard, which clearly he was inclined to do. I'm not quite sure how we are going to do that except by never bothering him on his day off and encouraging him to take a break more often. I spent last weekend in Hamburg in a chaplaincy in which I had served for a while previously. And to my dismay, the chaplain, the present chaplain there confessed that his work was unrelenting, continuous, with no breaks. He hadn't had a day off or a Sunday off in years. His church warden was trying to get him to take more rest, saying that she didn't want to end up with a dead chaplain. The principle of a Sabbath rest is a really important one, even if it can't be on Sunday. But of course, for all of us here, being here in church, this, this is a chance for Sabbath rest. Sunday does remain a very special day for us in which we can come together to worship God, to enjoy being together, and to recharge our batteries for the week to come. We can and perhaps should try not to do any work on Sunday. And some people I know even give their computers a Sabbath rest. I believe it's almost impossible to spend a whole day without using your mobile phone. It's a near impossibility, especially for the young. So I wonder if anybody here has gone a whole day without using their mobile phone. Any offers? That's wonderful. <laughs> At least some of you are, are, are giving your phones a Sabbath rest. But if, you, if we can't manage a whole day of rest, can we at least build in some patches of rest into our day? Difficult as that may be. I'm lucky. I'm personally fond of taking a short siesta after lunch and am very privileged to be able to do that on most days. But if I don't do that, when I get to the evening, I'm not only tired, I'm quite grumpy. And I was appalled to hear this week that some schools are stopping having 
morning, brief morning and afternoon breaks between the lessons. I mean, that, I think, is just terrible for the children. What is important is the Sabbath principle that we need time to rest, to relax, and to be rejuvenated. However we can manage to do that, it could just be by doing something different that we enjoy. For as they say, a change is as good as a rest. I'm not quite sure about that, but anyway. Doing the park run. Sitting on a bench listening to the birds for 10 minutes. And the birds around Highbury Fields are like a whole orchestra. Meditating for a bit each day in any corner of time you can find to do it. Listening to music you enjoy, whatever you can find that gives you rest and joy, just do it. It's what God intends for us. And remember that every day can be a Sabbath, a day in which we honor God by the way we live, not just on Sunday but every day. So I finish with a prayer. God of our pilgrimage, you have led us to the living water. Refresh and sustain us as we go forward on our journey. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.